God and there is no other. You are Yahweh, the maker of heaven and earth. You are the mighty one and the one who is in control. You are the sovereign one. Your name is I am. You are majesty. You are precious. You are everything. All that we have, we give back to you, Lord of all. All that we have, we give back to you, Lord of all. All that we have, we give back to you, Lord of all. All to Jesus we surrender, because he is Lord of all. This one, Father, you have set as both King and the Lord, Yahweh, who reigns on high. This one you have set, and we give him glory, and we give him praise. Lord of all, Lord of all, just proclaim that, Lord, over every circumstance, Lord of all, Lord over families, Lord of all. Lord over finances, Lord of all. Lord over relationships, you're the Lord of all. Lord over the heavens and over the earth, you're the Lord of all. Lord over this city. Lord over the churches of this city, you're the Lord of all. We worship you and we give you praise give you glory. Well, we are going to go into a time of prayer. Just to be clear, we've just been in a time of prayer as well. Worship is just singing prayer to God. Amen? It's a dialogue that starts with song. Ryan, you can keep playing if you'd like to. And so I'm excited about us shifting our focus here on Wednesday night to gathering before the King of the universe, gathering before our Savior, our Good Shepherd, worshiping Him, and then asking Him the things that He already wants to do. And we're just saying, Lord, come and do them. We're just saying, Lord, come and have Your way. And we add our amen to the promises that are already ours in Your name. It says when we add our amen, that's when we come into agreement and it's for the glory of God to be released in the earth for the glory of his name. So that's what Wednesday night is about. It's about declaring that the Lord is great and greatly to be praised and then God arises and his enemies must scatter. And I believe the Lord wants to do much in this church, much in our city, much in the front range. But the new level he's calling us to, he says, I want you to ask for it. I want you to cry out to me for it. Because when you speak it and I give it to you, then we grow in relationship with one another. You know that I am alive. You know that I am powerful. And you know that I am a God who answers the prayer of his people. And so 
in many of our Wednesday night prayer meetings, we're going to start by praying the scriptures. I have been discipled in the word of God more in prayer meetings, hearing my friends and my leaders pray the Bible than I have in sitting through teachings and classes and seminary and I didn't go to seminary, so I don't know why I said that. (laughs) It felt like it sometimes. Bible school. Let's say Bible school, okay? But I have gained more revelation of who God is, not just in studying his word, but in praying it back to him. And then agreeing with those who are praying his word back to him. Now, when we do this, and someone is praying on the microphone, we could have a t- we have a tendency just to listen, just like you guys are doing now, because I'm addressing you, and you're just listening to me. But when we pray in these prayer meetings, we're doing more than just listening, okay? The way to do more than just listening is to take small phrases of what's being prayed and also to turn your Bible to the prayer that's being prayed, to read it, to follow along, and then as Jim or as Luna or as those that tonight are going to pray on the microphone, as they're praying, you take small phrases and you say, give us a spirit of wisdom, Lord. Give us revelation. Open the eyes of our heart. She's like speaking a lot of other sentences, but you're just taking out a few words and you're putting those words on your mouth to the Lord and you're speaking them back to God with her. That's coming into agreement and coming into unity in a prayer meeting. And I have found more life in prayer meetings and in worship services when I decide to open my mouth and engage my tongue. Okay? When I don't just nod my head to the prayer, but I gently take it on my lips and I just whisper it back to the Lord with the person that's praying. And I find myself coming into agreement. I find myself longing for the things that they're asking for because now I'm asking for them. And there's unity in spoken prayer. And then we're going to have times where there's unity in sung prayer, okay? So as Jim or as others are praying tonight, Kelly and I, we're going to take that prayer and we're going to try to turn it and consolidate it into a short worship song or what I call a spontaneous chorus, okay? And this spontaneous chorus isn't just so that you can get to listen to us come up with something spontaneous and sing it. It's not for listening. It's for Now we get to unify around this prayer and we get to sing the prayer together as one to the Lord. This is precious to God's heart. And this is one of the ways he has the family of God come together and look at him as the head. It's through the singing and declaration and the the praying, but also the singing of the prayers back to him. So we're going to do that tonight. So I want to encourage you As we're praying on the microphone, and this has just been a short encouragement, (laughs) I I am notorious for saying I'm going to give a short encouragement, and then 30 minutes later, I'm still talking, okay? So this literally has been five minutes. I'm coming to the end, maybe six, maybe six. But I want to encourage you tonight to, as Jim's praying, take small phrases, put it on your lips, and when we sing these, when we come up with these choruses, sing them to God as soon as you learn them, okay? Does that sound good? Can we do that? Good. Then we're going to have times of small group prayer. And later on in the prayer meeting, we're going to have times where we, uh, we're going to have a time where we take one of the prophetic promises over this church 
And Jim's going to explain it and lead us in understanding of it. And then we're going to ask for the Lord to do it. Amen. And then we're going to break up in small group prayer again and ask the Lord together to do it. Now you're not just listening to someone else praying. You're praying in small groups together. Does that sound good? All right. One person said yes. Actually, no person said yes. Does that sound good? Okay, good. Good. Okay. So... Because we engage in prayer, let's stand back up to our feet. Is that okay? Let's stand up for those that want. Now, you don't have to stand up the whole time. We're going to be going for a while now. And when you get tired, you can sit down. You still stay engaged. But just to activate us once again and to, and to transition back into a time of worship and prayer, let's stand and we'll come before the Lord. Amen. Probably the one piece that I would add is if you've never been praying and having someone repeat some of the, just a couple word phrases that you're praying. And if you've been around Marks at all down here or anything, and you're praying and you hear him repeating it, it invigorates you to continue to pray. You're like, oh, you do, you feel that sense of unity like never before. And, and you're like, okay, this is, it's just not me talking. We're all in agreement. So I want to encourage you. Don't be shy. Don't be bashful. Step out and courage tonight. So the scripture we're going to start with tonight is in Colossians. So if you want to open your Bibles and read with me, I'm going, we're going to have it on the screen uh, and I'm going to read from the Passion Translation tonight and it's verse 9 through 11. It says, since we first heard about you, we've kept you always in our prayers that you would receive the perfect knowledge of God's pleasure over your lives making you reservoirs of every kind of wisdom and spiritual understanding. We pray that you would walk in the ways of true righteousness, pleasing God in everything you do. Then you will become fruit-bearing branches, yielding to his life and maturing in the rich experience of knowing God in his fullness. And we pray that you would be energized with all his explosive power from the realm of his magnificent glory filling you with great hope. So Father, I do, I come to you tonight and Lord, I just thank you that we would receive the perfect knowledge of your pleasure over our lives. May we have a greater awareness and understanding of how pleased you are with us tonight. And Lord, that we would become reservoirs full, reservoirs full of your wisdom and spiritual understanding, a receptacle or a chamber capable of holding all that you've poured out on us tonight, Father God. Lord, we just come to you boldly and say, Lord, we pursue that. We want to be the reservoirs full of you, ready to pour out, ready to overflow, ready to water those that we come in contact with. And it's all because we understand your pleasure in us tonight. And what we're going to do now is Jim's going to give us the prophetic promise over our church that we are going to contend for. And we're going to, we're going to go right back into small group prayer with this prophetic promise. Okay? So stay close to one another. Um, Jim's going to give it and he'll pray it. And then we'll go right back to praying it in our groups. Okay? How many have never done something like this tonight? And how many... Was it difficult to, to jump right in to something new, something different, right? It can be. So as a staff, we have 
a number of prophetic words that have been given over this house, to this house, and then just prophetic words that apply to this house. And we pull these out pretty regularly and pray through them and pray over them and what words are, are most relevant. Um, and one that hit me for tonight is actually from Lana Bosser. Uh, it's not specific to our house, but it is uh, the parts that, I, that hit me today definitely are timely for where we're at right now. Uh, this per- first part is do not try to work out what I am doing in your mind for my thoughts are not your thoughts. It says, I don't think the way you think. The way you work isn't the way I work. This is God's decree. For as the sky soars high above the earth, so the way I work surpasses the way you work. And the way I think is beyond the way you think. Just as rain and snow descend from the skies and don't go back until they've watered the earth, doing their work of making things grow and blossom, producing seed for farmers and food for the hungry, so will the words that come out of my mouth not come back empty-handed. They'll do the work I sent them to do. They'll complete the assignment that I gave them. That's from Isaiah 55. And so I, I'm looking at that thinking, yes, Lord, I, I want to I really not let my mind try to figure all of this out. And then later in the Word, she jumps into talking about this is what I felt was really most important for tonight is when God shows up, don't allow out don't allow fear of the new thing I'm doing cause you to hinder my move. When I show up in this season in great ways, when I show up in unexpected ways, throw the agenda aside. Throw the plans aside and give me room to move. Do not allow fear of the new thing I'm doing cause you to hinder what I want to release. Do not hold on so much to the old because it's what you know, but step into the new even when you don't know what you're doing. Trust me, I will show up in unexpected and glorious ways. And when I do, trust me and give me the room to move and you will see me do something greater than you have ever seen. I am coming and what I want to release, I want to continue not to trickle and end, but to flow, flow, flow in unstoppable momentum. But it requires a new wineskin to carry the new fresh oil and wine I'm coming to release, which really ties in, Pastor Mike has shared that for months some of the words out of Isaiah that he's saying us, we're doing a new thing and we've never been this way before. And so we don't know necessarily how to do it. And so it requires us to be on our face and on our knees and saying, Lord, we're just following you. And so when the new thing happens, it's all right, we'll throw the agenda aside. It's easier said than done sometimes. And, and you get questioned for it. But I'm holding to this that He says, trust me, I will show up in unexpected and glorious ways. And you'll see me do something greater than you have ever seen. So, Lord, we do, we pray into that. Father God, we just pray that as you are leading us into a new arena and a new area of authority and destiny for this church, Father God, that we would be all in. Father God, that we would be able to follow you wholeheartedly, unreservedly. And that we would allow you to move. We would not allow our thoughts, our agendas, our ideas, our premises, and our, the ways that we're used to doing it keep you from moving. But Father God, we surrender all that. We lay that at your feet and say, Lord, come. We want you to move. We want you to be unstoppable. We want the momentum here. We want to see the great and glorious things that you want to do in this house, in and through each and every one of us as we go out from this place. Lord, that this is 
a city on a hill, that this is a, a, a lighthouse. Father God, it's going to shine far and bright across this region. And Lord, we do, we just pray into that word tonight. And we thank you that you are creating the new wineskin, that you are pouring out fresh oil. Yes, new wineskin, fresh oil. And that's not just for us as a corporate house, but it's for each of us that are in this house individually. It's you're pouring out new wine, and a new wineskin and a fresh oil on each and every one of us, that you want to do greater things in each of our lives than we've ever seen. You want to have the momentum, but you want us to trust you. And so we say, Lord, we trust you tonight. We thank you and praise you for that tonight. We thank you for this new season that you're moving us to. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen.